What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Oh, hello everyone. It's Susie, Crypto Granny here. The date's the 10th of June, 2021, and it's 17.14 uh, in Amsterdam, Netherlands time, 14 past five this afternoon. Sorry it's a bit late today, but oh, I've just been so busy with things and um, I wanted to wait for the CPI figure that came out today, the US CPI figure, it's a huge one. And I just obviously wanted to see what the market was doing um, as well. So very interesting market at the moment, I have to say, very interesting. I mean, funny thing is that the equity markets look so strong, regardless of CPI, uh, you know, um, consumer price index, which is our ability to purchase goods out of a dollar uh, or out of money that we earn. And money that we earn is actually going down uh, on average about 4% per annum, our wages, for example. But also the cost of living is going up about 20% really in real terms, which means we're always going to be about 25% or 30% behind the, the eight ball, right? So let's, I will talk about CPI. It's a really big figure that came out. Uh, it was 5% year on year, which is huge. We haven't seen CPI this big since literally 2008. But I'll go back to that. But I just want to come back to the cryptocurrency market. It was a pretty interesting night last night. Uh, the market still looks a bit soggy. It is trying to balance, uh, to, to bounce, but it still looks soggy. Um, you can tell that people are still selling into this market uh, any sort of rally. And it doesn't surprise me because the price action is still under the 200-day moving average for a four-hour price um, a timetable for four-hour time frame, I should say. So <clears throat> it just makes it very difficult because obviously I'm very bullish when it moves above that level and I can't get too bullish until prices of most of the cryptocurrencies we trade get above that level, okay? So it's just, uh, it makes it very interesting. Bitcoin last night did get up to, from what my charts say, roughly about, uh, 38462, right? It's currently a 37130.27 Bitcoin. Again, has outperformed uh, Ethereum, which I told you it would, because everyone's basically uh, long Ethereum and they were short Bitcoin. <clears throat> In other words, they were holding Ethereum, but through the derivatives, they were actually short Bitcoin. And it doesn't surprise that last night, there was 400 million shorts that were liquidated on Bitcoin, okay, which meant people were short and they had to actually buy Bitcoin back as the price went up, as it rallied, okay. And that was um, there was about 70,000 traders that were actually liquidated last night in Bitcoin, and you can you can actually see that. And 
The reason why ethrum's underperforming is simply because people are holding ethrum, right? And any weakness in ethrum, they're going to be weak holders and they will start to sell ethrum, ethereum, which I, I believe they will. There's no doubt in my mind. So if we look at Bitcoin today, we've got, we've got at the moment 37,100. The next resistance, according to my charts, is 37,573. And then you've got literally 38,363. And, and the big level is 40,000, right? So, you know, that's a huge level. We go to the 200-day moving average. I've got 40932 on that, okay? And that's a big level for this thing to get through. Uh, but there's a lot of levels uh, above that. 33,300-ish, you know, 38,851. And then you've got 39,448 to about 40,000, right? So, you know, it really needs a big move up to break uh, that 200 day moving average over a four hour time frame, okay? And that's what I'll be watching. Uh, the minute it sustains over that 40 odd thousand, I'll probably come in and buy a bit more crypto. Um, but either way, at the moment, it's sort of in no man's land. It's either got to go down to 25,000 or it's got to trade higher. And so at the moment, I can't really do anything. Uh, it's just in no man's land. If we get a sell off, I'll be buying a little bit more. But if, if it goes higher, I'll be buying a little bit more. But at the moment, it's just, you know, in that middle, nowhere nowhere to go. So now in China, as you know, they've, they've literally got rid of all the miners and they've, you know, got rid of all the exchanges and they're even stopped, stopped people from searching for the exchanges and everything else, right? And, you know, the, the reason why basically they've stopped mining in uh, China is because Bitcoin mining is so... Uh, expensive. It uses all the energy and electricity, and they're concerned about financial stability. I mean, the mining of Bitcoin can literally cost, you know, for a village, the whole electricity supply of that village, Village, which is interesting. Now, interesting enough, El Salvador, as you know, uh, has, are now using Bitcoin as a legal tender. And these guys are really smart, because what they're going to use is they're going to use the force of natural uh, energy, like the volcanoes, right? So somehow they're going to get the, the volcanoes, which, you know, spit out all that stuff, and they're going to create stuff to, to be able to uh, mine Bitcoin off that. And I think that's seriously, seriously clever. Also, even Mexico now is thinking about what El Salvador has done. And I mentioned yesterday to you, Colombia might be thinking about it, and a few other South American com uh, countries. So literally the whole of South America, which has shocking currency, which has been devalued because of bad management of governments, could start using Bitcoin as a legal tender or as a standard, like the gold standard, the Bitcoin standard, rather than their own currency, which is just low, 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 and there's literally no value in it, okay? So just keep an eye on that because I think that's very, very interesting story, okay? Now... Um, we did have uh, these rates come out today, and I'll talk about the interest rate curve later. Remember, there's an FOMC meeting on uh, June the 15th and 16th, the Fed meets. And I think potentially, given today's CPI, they could rate rise, okay? That's my view, and I'm against the market. The market thinks nothing's going to happen, but I think there's a risk the US Fed could rate raise as early as the 15th and 16th, which is uh, next week, is it? Let me have a look. What day is it today? Today's the 10th. So, yeah, I think they could. I mean, that's uh, the 15th and 16th next Tuesday and Wednesday. So you'd hear something after 
uh, Wednesday, but there's always a chance, okay? Now, there's a report by Chainalysis that Americans pocketed $4 billion in profit from Bitcoin last year, which is massive, right? Thinking there's only 130 million people in the world that invest in crypto uh, out of 7.7, $4 billion is a lot. So good on those people that made money. Um, also, the Australian Taxation Officer, uh, Office has announced that they will be asking taxpayers that are holding cryptos to review their filled out tax returns to ensure that their declarations are true, okay? <clears throat> and if they have any crypto gains or losses, please report them. Now, the Aussie <coughs> tax um, laws are pretty strict. And if the tax department finds out that you're trying to avoid tax or whatever, they'll fine you something like 20% and they will just hound you for the rest of your life. Believe me, it's not worth it. So just, you know, cough it up and give them that information, okay? Because seriously, the tax department will be relentless. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Now, um, <coughs> what else we got here? Uh, let's have a look here. Great. No, I can't even read my own writing today. I, I wrote this so quickly today, I can't even read it. Uh, Matic Polygon integrated uh, has integrated on OKEX Exchange. And this will enable them to do much cheaper transfers of Ethereum ERC-20 coins uh, via the Polygon network. And I think that is super. And again, these guys, as I said, are direct competitors to Ethereum, okay? Just like so many other smart chain uh, platforms, okay? Smart contract platforms. Now, <coughs> JP Morgan says, beware of the bear market. Uh, in crypto, right? And the reason why they say that is they're talking about the the futures in Bitcoin. Now, I always look at the futures in Bitcoin or the Fed futures or any sort of futures, the positioning of the market and derivatives, right? Now, the thing I want to point out to people is don't always believe what you read, okay? The journos get things wrong. Even the people that write their articles about financial markets actually get them wrong, and they're saying the Bitcoin futures curve is in backwardation. And I'm saying, no, it's not. That is completely incorrect. They're actually saying the spot Bitcoin is 3700 or whatever. And they're actually saying the future price of Bitcoin, say in December 2021, is less than the spot. So in other words, say the spot's at 37000 and they're saying the future price is 3600 thus backwardation, thus the market expects Bitcoin in the future to be lower. But when I checked out the futures curve today, that is not correct. There, th this article is completely wrong. It is not in backwardation. It's in contango, okay? Contango, where the spot price is, is less than the futures price. I hope that's clear to everyone. And if it's in a positive situation, it's a positive curve going up. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> got a bit of a cough today, too much smoking. If it's in a positive curve, right, spot 37,000 and the forward Bitcoin is at 40,000, that is contango. Okay, not contagion, contango rather than backwardation. So this is completely wrong what they say. But in saying that, if we did see a negative, 
a negative for the forward price to be lower than the spot, then yes, that is an indication that the forward market is bearish Bitcoin, okay? And I always look at that as well. And that's another reason how I know when markets are coming down or when markets are going up. And this is the sort of education you'll learn, people, because seriously, this is professional market manager, trader stuff you need to know, okay? There's no doubt about it. Okay, so if if Bitcoin does break around that 40-odd thousand, right, then I do believe it can take out 65,000 again, okay? But we just have to wait for the next couple of trading days, the next week, and we should see something, okay? Now, <coughs> interestingly, in India, there, there's some suggestion they may deem Bitcoin as an asset class, okay? And remember, the Indians were like going to regulate all the crypto. You couldn't do anything. This is going to be very big for Ripple if they do, because Ripple have been in India and Mumbai for a number of years, and that's one market they want to expand into seriously large, because as you know, the Indian population is about 1.2, 1.3 billion compared to the China population of 1.5 billion out of 7.7 billion. And they, the, re, the Indians do the largest remittance market in the world, right? So this is a huge market for Ripple, and they've been there for a long time. And if this goes through, it's going to be great for Ripple, right? That's for sure, providing they don't follow the SEC's lead on XRP being a security. And I'll tell you a bit more about that too, because fair income, the SEC are just hopeless. Let's put it this way. Government time is completely different to market time, financial markets time, fair income. You know, we want to get things done quickly within six months where the government will take three or four or five years. And by that time, the market's changed again. They're always going to be behind the eight ball, right? Always. So very interesting. But, you know, keep an eye out for that fair income. It's a very interesting story. Now, Tesla's been accused of selling some of their Bitcoin. And Elon Musk, the most ego man you've got to consider, seriously, who pays no tax, just like Buffett who pays no tax, just like, you know, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, who's billionaire times over, who doesn't pay tax. But they can, you know, they can afford 40 million bucks to go to space, you know, just some egotistical thing to do, right? Forget about the poverty in the world. I'm just one big Jeff Bezos ego and I'll take my brother you know, to space, you know, because I've got all this money and, you know, and, you know, and, you know, I worry about when people go to the toilet that are working for me, you know, I time them. I mean, that's just, as far as I'm concerned, that is just absolutely outrageous, you know, and I don't mind being controversial about it because it just shows me, you know, in this world now, you know, the employers have all the power and that's bullshit and it shouldn't be that way. And that's why I love cryptocurrency, because it be, brings meritocracy to everyone, right? Anyone, what I mean by that is anyone can, you know, change their lives with crypto, right? Whether you start with 10 bucks, whether you start with 50, whether you start with 200. I mean, the beauty of crypto, right, is you can do something under 200 bucks or $10, whereas even in the equity market, say in Australia, for example, you need a minimum of $500 to buy it. An equity parcel, right? You can't trade under that, right? If you, you know, go to Com Comsec, which is the biggest equity house in Aussie, right, for retail. 
So, you know, the crypto market brings meritocracy, you know, and governments, the way I see it, existing governments have supported this structure of billionaires and billionaires and trillionaires globally all over the world not paying tax when the worker that owns, you know, earns 35 or 40 grand a year has to pay 10,000 in tax. I mean, it's a, to me, it's just a crime against humanity. I, I honestly, and I think people should be writing about that, feeding and when there's so much poverty in this world. It just makes me cross, I have to say. Now, there's a lot of stuff in the paper about, uh, not paper, but in my resources and what I look at, you know, looking at technical analysis and looking at XRP and saying, you know, and this was FX Street, I know they're FX, but they also look at technical analysis, saying that XRP to get to 550. Well, I'm not sure about that, but I need to have a good look at that to see what they're looking at, because 550 is a big call. I mean, I think XRP, as you know, should be worth, you know, triple digits, right, or, or four digits, right, because it's a, a genius of a story. But, you know, it's just interesting how there's some circulating things out there that are very bullish on XRP and they see it breaking out, you know, to top side. Now, BlockFi uh, wants to raise money in the equity markets and apparently the equity market's given them a $5 billion valuation because it wants to obviously expand in crypto, right? So they've launched BlockFi Prime for institutional investors. So they're going to go big time into the, into the crypto market. Also, we see crypto, uh, the wallet Ledger, Ledger S, Nano S, They've raised money in the market, $380 million. Apparently, the equity market's giving them a valuation of $1.5 billion. And the thing is, they want to expand. Now, don't forget the equity market is giving incredibly high valuations for crypto assets, right, and crypto businesses. Yet crypto itself is cheap, right? There's something wrong here. Uh, the equity market is right. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right? And the crypto market is wrong, or the crypto market is uh, right, and the equity market is wrong. Now, I expect that it's the equity market that is correct and the crypto market is wrong. We are, you know, the market is, crypto market is valuing crypto way too cheap. It is so cheap. And the reason why is the equity market looks at forward cash flow, right? And then discounts all that back to determine the price of a share. And that's exactly what we should be doing with specific crypto like XRP. It has cash flows out to perpetuity. It has business. It has model. It has clients. It's making a lot of income. 
net cash flow, right? So there's a big difference between the way the equity market would value Ripple's stock when it goes to the market and where they would value its share, just like Coinbase, okay? And where they'd value their, uh, uh, their crypto, okay? And you see that with Binance too. If Binance went to the NASDAQ, Binance's stock, right? You saw Coinbase when at least it was 8.30 US, right? It's down at 2.30 US. Binance's stock would go over $2,000. It's five times bigger than Coinbase, right? But yet the crypto market for its uh, coin says, oh, you know, Binance is only worth 356 bucks. Something's wrong here, right? Either the crypto market's wrong in its pricing or the equity market is right. And I believe the crypto market is wrong in its pricing. I believe Binance should be well over 1200 US per, per unit, okay? It should be higher than Ethereum, which is 2500 and bleeding, right? Ethereum is a dog, right? And Binance should be higher than Ethereum, right? And, you know, this is because if you understand the pricing, how the equity market prices things, compared to the crypto. And there's all different pricing tools, okay? All different valuation tools. There's many and many in financial markets. That's why you need the education people. I've got a course for that. It's very in-depth, but there's many different pricing models, valuation models for pricing different assets, okay? Now, <clears throat> I mentioned this yesterday, Interactive brokers, they're going to offer, they're going to expand their services, right? You know, they're a traditional broker with equities and stuff, right? But they can see the action out there. You know, Robin Hood's making a fortune, right? Fidelity's making a fortune. You know, everyone seems to be making a lot of money in crypto, even PayPal, for heaven's sakes. So these guys have decided we're going to go into crypto. Now, these guys have 133 million clients, and 330 billion in, in, in assets under management, right? And they're currently letting people trade Bitcoin futures, but they want to go into the physical crypto. So that's going to be big demand when that comes in. And they want to do that by summer, the American summer. When I don't know when that is, the American summer. Our summer, you know, is basically, you know, November, December. Um, also, Robin Hood. Robin Hood is expanding and they're going to do an IPO on the stock market in the NASDAQ, right? And they're, they, you know, they see their competitor as being Coinbase and they're slamming Coinbase. And, you know, a haste no ad, so was Fidelity, right? Who's also in direct competition with Coinbase. Now, um, very, very interesting this. Seriously, it's going to be very competitive in this crypto market. Now, Fetch, which is an artificial intelligence uh, crypto, which we have traded in, um, they announced uh, a tie-up and a partnership with IOTA, which I thought was interesting. And I always mention the stuff that we uh, that we sit in or that we uh, that we uh, you know get into. And um, what else? Oh, here we go. This is very interesting. A hundred and sixty billion dollar asset manager ending entering crypto markets collaboration with the Nasdaq, and I think this is sensational. Victory Capital. It's a firm, you know, an asset management firm. They want to go into the crypto markets, right? And they've set up an exclusive agreement with the NASDAQ and asset manager HDEX. Um, they want to specialize in investment strategies for crypto as well and launch it to their high net worth and to, to, to private in, to investors, right, in their funds, which I think is big news. 
Also, <clears throat> another big news story is State Street, right? Now, State Street want to set up, they're setting up a digital unit to, to, to go into crypto. This is huge because I never thought State Street would go into crypto, fair dinkum. I've known State Street for a long time. They were very, very conservative and I'm a bit shocked that they're actually going to crypto, I have to say. They want to help their clients invest and trade in crypto. Now, State Street, if you don't know them, they're a major bank in the US. They're the fifth largest bank in the US. They have $3.1 trillion of assets under management. And listen to this, they have $38.8 trillion under custody. I mean, that's huge, man. You know, their repo book must be absolutely huge if they have that many assets, 38.8 trillion under management, because they could repo those assets out, lend them out, and earn income on them, okay? Uh, amazing. Now, this Ripple SEC thing continues to go on, and it, honestly, it's getting ridiculous. The SEC are just nongs. What else can I say? They don't know anything, seriously. The SEC, lo and behold, has applied to increase its deadline, okay? Now, XRP has opposed it, which I don't blame them, for the request of the SEC for their deadline, right? Because, you know, Ripple want to get on with this stuff, right? The SEC has requested it because they're saying, oh, we need an extra two months, right? Because we need to, you know, talk to, you know, Ripple and make sure that we've got all that information. We want Ripple to give us more documents. And we want to talk to these other six people that are, you know, that are, that are, that are trying to sue us, okay? And they said that we're not, we're not ready uh, to finish this up and we need another two-month extension, right? And Ripple basically said, no, that's just a joke, you know? Don't forget Ripple have, this has been going on for two and a half, three years, right, with the SEC. Ripple have already given them 50,000 or more documents, right? You know, and it's just going on and on, right? And Ripple said, no, you know, you've had the documents, you've had, you know, all that time to look at all this stuff. We're not going to give you that time because we feel it's going to prejudice even more, you know, because it's already hurt our client base and the private investors like you and me. And they're just, Ripple's saying, no, I mean, it meets, you know, what's what's the point of it? It's just going to make it even worse, you know, um, you know, the more the more this goes on. And Ripple also said, you know, this litigation itself poses a great threat to Ripple operating in the US, right? And Ripple were talking about getting out of the US because of the lack of clarity, re, no crypto regulation, right? And then the SEC goes out and sues them, you know, for billions of dollars, right? You know, these deadlines were originally set for fact discovery by the 2nd of July and for the expert discovery and announcement on the 16th of August. And fair enough, Ripple is saying, no, we are not going to extend that and agree to you. So that's going to be very interesting, okay, to see where that goes, I tell you, because I agree with Ripple. This thing has been going on for way too long and fair dinkum, you know, 50,000 to 75,000 documents later, two and a half to three years later, and the SEC still hasn't worked it out. Give me a break. Fair income. I mean, honestly, government time, like I said, things in government work slowly, man, unless they want your money. You know what I'm saying? Give me your money, honey. Give me your money. We'll put up the tax rate straight away. 
for the poor people, but not the rich people, right? Fair income, this should be a revolution. I'm not kidding. Uh, babies in the woods, this should be a revolution. Now, Nexo um, engages, what have we got here? Nexo engages the firm, it's a chart accounting firm called Amino to provide real-time asset attestation and digital assets. Now, very clearly, very simply, why don't they just talk or simple speak here, fair dinkum? They just put this stuff in, this legal jargon, just to make it hard for everyone. Basically, all that means is they've used, they're using this chart accounting firm to basically make sure all their assets they hold in custody are at real-time, real-time uh, mark-to-market, and, you know, their, their valuation is what they, you know, what it's saying in terms of uh, the reporting, right? And, you know, this has been set down by the U.S. Uh, certified practicing accountants in the U.S. It's a proper chart accounting standard and they've just got to sign it off as an auditor. But, you know, what this means is very good for the end investor because we know they're being audited next, so and all their accounts are being audited, which is a great story. And that's what every crypto should do. They should have their audit accounts ready for the end investor to look at them, right, before making an investment decision. Okay? Now, what I forgot to do also was go through the market cap and all that. Sorry, guys and girls, I'm a bit tired today. I was up until 4 o'clock yesterday in the morning, and I'm really tired today. And then I had a client meeting at 12.30. Now, the market cap was 1.596 trillion. Volume is 74 bill. It is down a bit, actually, volume. Liquidity <coughs> is 3.943 bill. And Bitcoin dominance is slightly edging up to 43.25. The low on that was about 37% Bitcoin dominance. And I had a target of 35%. Now, I believe it's going to go back to 50, probably. Okay, it has been outperforming Ethereum in this week particularly, okay? So Ethereum's down 2%, Bitcoin's up. Now, Bitcoin, I was looking at that probably about two hours ago. It was up about 4%. So it looks like they're going to sell this market again, which is very, very annoying. Okay, very annoying. If we go to Mazari, right, um, the market's sort of going negative a bit, which is annoying. And if we look at the real volume here... Just check out the real volume. This always gives me ideas of what's going on as well. Tether, 27.51 bill. Bitcoin, 13.04 bill. Ethereum, 7.25 bill. So they're buying more Bitcoin. Binance US, 4.8. BNB, 1.74. ADA, 1.37. LDodge, 1.35. And XRP, 1.225. I have to say, the market hasn't performed very well from this morning. It was a lot of was more up yet this morning and now it's starting to come off maybe it's um you know taken into account some of that cpi because certainly the equity market just went higher and higher and i cannot work it out for the life of me i mean do the equity guys know what this means i mean all i can think of is you know all us old traders were in the market you know in 07 08 09 and we all got out because we we're exhausted you know some of us even killed ourselves and so Maybe there's a new breed of trader that doesn't know anything about fixed interest because the equity market should not be going up. Fair income. This CPI figure today was huge. It was 5% per annum, right? 5%. And that's the manipulated numbers, people. You know, the real numbers would be 25%, 30%. You know, as I said, governments and the ABS and the statisticians manipulated these numbers years ago. And the fact that CPI... You know, US CPI was above expectations. Expectations were 4.7. 
and it came out at 5, 5%. That's massive, right? And it's the rate of change, you know? It is absolutely massive. And as I said, we haven't had a CPI figure like this since, you know, August 2008 when CPI was at 5.4, right? The largest increase, feed income. And <clears throat> according to the figures, check them out, uh, average hourly earnings month on month are down 2.8%. You know, if average hourly earnings are down month on month, nearly 3%, if that happens every month, then your hourly rate is going to be down 36% by the end of the year, right? Down 3% by 12 is 36, right? And then you've got supposed inflation on top. You're going to be, you know, you're the working class, poor. 40% of your money is just going in inflation and reduction and everything else, Right? It's unbelievable, man. I, I do think, I'm on record for saying I believe the Fed will rate hike next week and I don't think people are ready for that, right? Keep an eye on Fed futures because I do believe they'll rate hike with a number like that. There are a bunch of idiots say think inflation is temporary. It's not. It's been in the system for 20 years and it's getting worse. But it's just beyond me why the equity market keeps going up. You know, these people just have no idea. Inflation is the worst thing. Staginflation is the worst thing for the equity market. It's not normal inflation. It is staginflation, guys and girls, seriously. And yet this equity market keeps going up. I, I've got no reason. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense at all, right? That's for sure. I mean, we're still, you know, in the States, they've still got people looking for jobs, like, Three, three to four million people, right, in, in new jobless claims, right? Um, these figures are just huge, man, huge. I can't believe how quickly these figures are going up. And I, and the Fed, the Fed are just stupid because they think they're controlling inflation. They're not. They're, they're totally removed. If they are not aware that inflation's gone up in 20 years, well, you know what, they're probably not because they're all on a shitload of money, okay, like a fortune, plus their bonuses and everything else. They don't have to pay for anything, so what would they know? I mean, I'm sure Jerome Powell doesn't go down at the street to buy some milk like a normal person does. Fair income, what would they know? They're in their ivory towers. When you're as wealthy as Mr. Trump, you know, honestly, or Mr. Biden, or any of these people, you know, what would they know about what people, what normal people have to experience? Fair income. This is not good. This is not good at all. It is out of control, fed income. You know, and I even see the US inflation-linked bonds, right, which is supposed to hedge inflation are negative. How can they be negative when inflation's going through the roof? This market is stupid. And all I can say is the Fed with their manipulation of interest rates, you know, since 08, they've literally destroyed the pricing mechanism and the risk mechanism of all markets, right? Because in the olden days, if they, you know, if the market had seen an inflation print of 5%, they would have sold fixed interest to the hilt. Interest rates would have risen dramatically in the three-year and 10-year bond futures, and the stock market would have sold off. You know, the market is behaving, the equity market, like the Fed is always going to come in no matter what, right? And that is a dangerous story, particularly when we have massive stagflation, huge unemployment, 
no growth. I don't believe the growth figures at all. Unemployment is through the roof and getting worse and the cost of living is getting worse and the disparity between the rich and the poor is getting worse. You know, it's just garbage, seriously. Anyway, guys and girls, on that note, <laughs> I don't want to leave on a bad note because, you know, like... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's too short, but I'm really tired today. I'm always tired. I'm really sorry, and I'm, I, I whinge a lot. My partner says to me, I'm always whinging about being tired, but it's true. That's the problem when you're a trader. You're always up bloody watching markets, and I find it really hard to get up during the day, and I'm just so tired during the day, and I have about 100 coffees. But you know what? It's a beautiful day in um, in, uh, in Amsterdam today in the, in the Netherlands and someone was playing Metallica, right? And I love Metallica, you know, the old bands from the 80s. And it was a great song, Nothing Else Matters. Remember Metallica, The Sandman? Metallica's awesome, man. We had so many great bands in our day, people. Feed income, great bands. You know, now, I mean, honestly, some of my favourite bands, Metallica, Nothing Else Matters. You want to hear it? I know, I love it. Just a great song. Oh, no, now we've got the stupid video, the YouTube stupid duda. Here we go. Remember this? Love it. Great song, man. I've got to play you guys some more 80s music, Fedinkum, 80s and 90s. I still love all that music. And you know what? Even the younger kids like it too. Nothing else matters. Great song. Oh, no, there's a crying kid out there. Anyway, guys and girls, I'll leave you with Metallica.
Oh, hello everyone, it's Susie, Crypto Granny. Today it's the 30th of July, 2021, nearly the end of July, and um, time in Amsterdam time, the Netherlands time, is 19.13, uh, nearly quarter past seven at 9pm. And just news I heard on the squawk box about a couple of minutes ago was something about there'd been an Iranian, an Iranian attack on, a sh- on an Israel ship, and apparently it was done by a drone that was dropped on this Israeli ship and they said there's some crew members killed, UK and Romanian crew members. And the Iranians said it was done in terms of retaliation for something and I'm not quite sure what that is, so I'm trying to follow that up. That might uh, increase the cost of oil. Uh, The price of oil might go up. If the equity market starts to get a bit worried, they might start selling the equity market potentially if this gets worse. There's always... uh, been a lot of trouble in the Middle East, as you know, with the Gaza Strip and everything else. So we just have to keep an eye on that uh, because, uh, you know, what will happen is people start going into bonds again and, lower, you know, lowering those yields on bonds and, uh, you know, for safety, for security. Mm. So we just need to, excuse me, keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm selling US, uh, I'm selling the Dow today, US 30 index, I think, that, you know, I, I've set a double top on this US market for some time. It's very resilient, I have to say, but I do believe it's so overpriced, so overvalued, so expensive that it's just a matter of time before this thing comes tumbling down. Also an interesting observation, I read an article today which fascinated me. It was saying that interest rates, interest rates are the lowest they have been in 5,000 years. I love stuff like this, Fair income, it's so interesting. They said uh, 3,000 years ago before uh, Christ, interest rates were around 19%. I mean, obviously, it wasn't like we see interest rates now. But, you know, people traded goods or they, you know, had wages or they borrowed money and you had to pay back a certain amount, you know, within within the future, right? So it would have been something like that. And then in 300 uh, after BC, it was the interest rates were 11%. Now, I find this really interesting. In 1860, interest rates were about 8.9%. Then in 1930, with the terrible depression after the stock market collapse in 1929, the worst stock market collapse uh, over centuries, interest rates were around zero. And then in 1970, where we had inflation with the oil prices going through the roof, and we're seeing that again, oil prices are going through the roof. Uh, oil's at about $74 or something a barrel and going to 100 bucks easy. And if it gets over 100 it could go higher. Well, in the 1970s, interest rates were sky high at around 18%. And that was right along the curve, okay, of the interest rate curve. Even short-dated bills were 18% and money market charges were even more than that. And now we've got basically interest rates in most countries in Europe negative, where you don't get even a return on your money. It actually costs you to put your money in the bank Right, and we've got a ten-year bond yield in America being at one point two two percent, with massive stagflation going on. You know, potentially uh, supply being sucked out of the system in terms of food and, you know, commodities and steel and everything. Uh, and you know, food's astronomical. Electronic, uh, sorry, electricity charges are astronomical. The cost of living in the last twenty years is astronomical. Uh, and then you've got this stupid, you know, this the Fed, honestly, with their last statement that came out, you know, on Wednesday, you had Federal Reserve Chairman Jeremy Powell 
you know, he didn't. He he seems to be a very confused man. He doesn't seem to understand that you know inflation has been around for twenty years. And I guess when you live in you know the 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 best of America and you're rich like this fellow, you know, and you're living in a bloody mansion somewhere and you've got slaves to do all your shit for you. Uh, you don't realise that the cost of living for the average person is going up. I mean, he wouldn't have any. He wouldn't go to the shop and buy weekly groceries or anything like that. I'm sure he'd have slaves to do it for him, right? So you know, these people that are in regulation, and everything else, really, they live in another world. Fair income. They do not live in the average world, like Australia, where the average person gets paid per annum thirty five thousand dollars a year. Okay. You know, these people are on hundreds of thousands or maybe millions, right? Millions and millions and millions. What would they know about inflation? What would they know about it? And so when you read um, Federal Reserve Chairman Jeremy Powell's statements, he's just confused. Yes, he says, you know, inflation's going higher, but we believe that it won't be a problem. It'll go down. I mean, come on, man. You know, you don't know anything about economics, man. You, you seriously don't know anything about economics. That's a fact, right? We've got massive inflation in the system everywhere in G7 countries and even in emerging market debt countries. If you know your history, look at the Arab Springs of 2014. There were food, there were riots over food, right? Because food was too expensive. Look in India and Asia where the cost of rice went sky high. A basic, basic uh, food, you know, eating thing for, for the, those sort of people, those people, right? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know, the basic of food like bread or rice or whatever is going through the roof and you can't even you know, feed your family and you're all hungry. What are you going to do? You know, you're going to riot. I mean, a poor guy in India lit himself on fire because the cost of food, you know, was so hard that he couldn't even feed his family. I mean, these people, you know, in the Fed are living in la-la land, seriously, la-la land. You know, why oil is still at $74, $75 a buck and going higher and every commodity out there is going higher because, China is buying everything, food, everything, right? And there's evidence to suggest that they're stockpiling and they're not exporting, you know, things that the rest of the world need. They're keeping them for themselves, just like Russia, right? Russia's now proposed that they're not going to do any more gas exports, right? So any sort of commodity that Russia has, whether it's wheat and they're one of the biggest commodity and food providers of soft commodities and hard commodities, soft commodities, uh, are wheat, corn, all that sort of stuff, you get the idea. Hard commodities are like copper, gold, silver, aluminium, right? These countries are not exporting those anymore, right? And, you know, you can see where this is all going to go. It's a very simple picture to me. War costs money, right? War uses resources, no matter what. We've had war everywhere. You know, the human condition hasn't learned anything. Fair income and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. What's wrong with us? You know, where we completely destroy and deplete the world and the environment, you know? And this is where we live. It doesn't make sense to me. I... Honestly, it doesn't make sense to me. The human condition, fair income, I could write a thesis about it, man. 
you know, and this is the problem, right? There's no supply of anything. And the Fed can sit there and, and think there's not a problem. They're just, oh, look, man, I can't even, I'm flabbergasted. Without being rude, I'm like totally flabbergasted at their, at their stupidity. You know, they need to get educated. Like Novogratz said from Galaxy Digital, these people that are in power have no idea. They don't even go out there to talk to anyone on the street, right? You know, if they open up their friggin' eyes, they could see what's going on here, but they're too stupid to realise it. And that's an incredible frustration. Every time I read the economic stuff and some of it's just garbage because they make it up. You know, they think that we're all stupid and living in sleep land like the masses. Well, I've got news for them. I'm sure as hell not. And I'm sure as hell not relying on a government for anything because I tell you what, if you do that, it's a recipe for poverty, people, a recipe for poverty. You've got to take your own personal person and bloody, you know, get there by yourself, right? That's the story because you know what? You cannot rely on governments in the next 10 years. There's going to be mass poverty, people, if you don't take your own wealth position or even if you have zero wealth and start doing something today about it. Get educated. Get educated. Learn how to make money properly, right? There are so many ways of making money when you know how to do it properly, but there's too many stupid people out there that don't get educated, right? I'm, I'm frustrated today and I'm very aggressive and I'm just annoyed. I don't know why I'm annoyed or frustrated. I have no idea. I just wake up sometimes like that, right? So, you know, there's in this world now, we have wars, we have a climate problems, you know, we, we see the, you know, the floods in Germany, we see all sorts of things, right? Clearly, you know, the ice caps are melting and yet you've still got idiot politicians out there saying, oh, I don't think that anything's changed. Well, give me a bloody break, you know, and it affects the food sources of the world, right? When you have drought, no one can, you know, do anything and or create anything when you have drought, right? There is a shortage of food and commodities everywhere, right? Everywhere. And we've got China that's gone to a three-baby policy since 2016. Before 2016, the Chinese were allowed one child, right? And they wanted a boy, so they genetically killed girls, right? That's how bad misogyny is, you know? And that's why I don't put up with misogyny. I think it's disgusting, you know, and now they introduced, you know, now you could have two and the state would support the education of the second one. But if you did it outside of the state, the communist state, that child would not be educated or even fed properly. And particularly if it was a girl, they would just kill it, right? So, you know, China's paying the price now. Too many men, too much testosterone, too many wars. You know, men create more violence and war than women. There's something different between the sexes. And whoever said the sexes were the same, they've got to be friggin' joking, man. Men are ego, they're power hungry, they're self selfish most of the time. And honestly, and this is not about hating men, this is facts. Facts. Facts, people. I deal with facts. Look at the stats for violence. Facts. Globally, it's no ethnicity, it could be anyone. Australians, Greeks, Italians, anyone. There's something not right in the DNA, man. Anyway, to get off that, 
Oh, hello everyone, it's Susie, Crypto Granny here. The date's the 10th of June, 2021, and it's 17.14 uh, in Amsterdam, Netherlands time, 14 past five this afternoon. Sorry, it's a bit late today, but oh, I've just been so busy with things, and um, I wanted to wait for the CPI figure that came out today, the US CPI figure, it's a huge one, and I just obviously wanted to see what the market was doing um, as well. So very interesting market at the moment i have to say very interesting i mean funny thing is that the equity markets look so strong regardless of cpi uh you know com um, consumer price index which is our ability to purchase goods out of a dollar uh, or out of money that we earn and money that we earn is actually going down uh, on average about four percent per annum our wages for example but also the cost of living is going up about 20% really in real terms, which means we're always going to be about 25% or 30% behind the, the eight ball, right? So let, I will talk about CPI. It's a really big figure that came out. Uh, it was 5% year on year, which is huge. We haven't seen CPI this big since literally 2008, but I'll go back to that. But I just want to come back to the cryptocurrency market. It was a pretty interesting night last night. Uh, the market still looks a bit soggy. It is trying to balance, uh, to, to bounce, but it still looks soggy. Um, you can tell that people are still selling into this market uh, any sort of rally. And it doesn't surprise me because the price action is still under the 200-day moving average for a four-hour price um, a timetable, for four-hour time frame, I should say. So <clears throat> it just makes it very difficult because obviously I'm very bullish when it moves above that level and I can't get too bullish until prices of most of the cryptocurrencies we trade get above that level, okay? So it's just, uh, it makes it very interesting. Bitcoin last night did get up to, from what my charts say, roughly about uh, 38.462, right? It's currently at 37.130.27 Bitcoin. Again, has outperformed uh, Ethereum, which I told you it would, because everyone's basically uh, long Ethereum and they were short Bitcoin. <clears throat> In other words, they were holding Ethereum, but through the derivatives, they were actually short Bitcoin. And it doesn't surprise that last night, there was 400 million shorts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Liquidated on Bitcoin, okay? Which meant people were short and they had to actually buy Bitcoin back as the price went up, as it rallied, okay? And that was um, there was about 70,000 traders that were actually liquidated last night in Bitcoin. And you can, you can actually see that. And... 
The reason why Ethrum's underperforming is simply because people are holding Ethrum, right? And any weakness in Ethrum, they're going to be weak holders and they will start to sell Ethrum, Ethereum, which I, I believe they will. There's no doubt in my mind. So if we look at Bitcoin today, we've got, we've got at the moment 37,100. The next resistance, according to my charts, is 37,573. And then you've got literally 38,363. And, and the big level is 40,000, right? So, you know, that's a huge level. We go to the 200-day moving average. I've got 40932 on that, okay? And that's a big level for this thing to get through. Uh, but there's a lot of levels uh, above that. 33,300-ish, you know, 38,851. And then you've got 39,448 to about 40,000, right? So, you know, it really needs a big move up to break uh, that 200-day moving average over a four-hour time frame, okay? And that's what I'll be watching. Uh, the minute it sustains over that 40-odd thousand, I'll probably come in and buy a bit more crypto. Um, but either way, at the moment, it's sort of in no man's land. It's either got to go down to 25,000 or it's got to trade higher. And so at the moment, I can't really do anything. Uh, it's just in no man's land. If we get a sell-off, I'll be buying a little bit more. But if, if it goes higher, I'll be buying a little bit more. But at the moment, it's just, you know, in that middle, nowhere nowhere to go. So now in China, as you know, they've, they've literally got rid of all the miners and they've, you know, got rid of all the exchanges and they're even stopped, stopped people from searching for the exchanges and everything else, right? And, you know, the, the reason why basically they've stopped mining in uh, China is because Bitcoin mining is so... Uh, expensive. It uses all the energy and electricity and they're concerned about financial stability. I mean, the mining of Bitcoin can literally cost, you know, for a village, the whole electricity supply of that village, Village, which is interesting. Now, interestingly enough, El Salvador, as you know, uh, has, are now using Bitcoin as a legal tender. And these guys are really smart because what they're going to use is they're going to use the force of natural uh, energy, like the volcanoes, right? So somehow they're going to get the, the volcanoes, which, you know, spit out all that stuff, and they're going to create stuff to, to be able to uh, mine Bitcoin off that. And I think that's seriously, seriously clever. Also, even Mexico now is thinking about what El Salvador has done. And I mentioned yesterday to you, Colombia might be thinking about it, and a few other South American com uh, countries. So literally the whole of South America, which has shocking currency, which has been devalued because of bad management of governments, could start using Bitcoin as a legal tender or as a standard, like the gold standard, the Bitcoin standard, rather than their own currency, which is just low, 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 and there's literally no value in it, okay? So just keep an eye on that because I think that's very, very interesting story, okay? Now... Um, we did have uh, these rates come out today, and I'll talk about the interest rate curve later. Remember, there's an FOMC meeting on uh, June the 15th and 16th, the Fed meets. And I think potentially, given today's CPI, they could rate rise, okay? That's my view, and I'm against the market. The market thinks nothing's going to happen, but I think there's a risk the US Fed could rate raise as early as the 15th and 16th, which is uh, next week, is it? Let me have a look. What day is it today? Today's the 10th. So, yeah, I think they could. I mean, that's uh, the 15th and 16th next Tuesday and Wednesday. So you'd hear something after 
uh, Wednesday, but there's always a chance, okay? Now, there's a report by chain analysis that Americans pocketed $4 billion in profit from Bitcoin last year, which is massive, right? Thinking there's only 130 million people in the world that invest in crypto uh, out of 7.7, $4 billion is a lot. So good on those people that made money. Um, also, the Australian Taxation Officer, uh, Office has announced that they will be asking taxpayers that are holding cryptos to review their filled out tax returns to ensure that their declarations are true, okay? <clears throat> and if they have any crypto gains or losses, please report them. Now, the Aussie <coughs> tax um, laws are pretty strict. And if the tax department finds out that you're trying to avoid tax or whatever, they'll fine you something like 20% and they will just hound you for the rest of your life. Believe me, it's not worth it. So just, you know, cough it up and give them that information, okay? Because seriously, the tax department will be relentless. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Now, um, <coughs> what else have we got here? Uh, let's have a look here. Great. No, I can't even read my writing today. I, I wrote this so quickly today, I can't even read it. Uh, Matic Polygon integrated uh, has integrated on OKX Exchange. And this will enable them to do much cheaper transfers of Ethereum ERC-20 coins uh, via the Polygon network. And I think that is super. And again, these guys, as I said, are direct competitors to Ethereum, okay? Just like so many other smart chain uh, platforms, okay? Smart contract platforms. Now, <coughs> JP Morgan says, beware of the bear market uh, in crypto, right? And the reason why they say that is they're talking about the, the futures in Bitcoin. Now, I always look at the futures in Bitcoin or the Fed futures or any sort of futures, the positioning of the market and derivatives, right? Now, the thing I want to point out to people is don't always believe what you read, okay? The journos get things wrong. Even the people that write their articles about financial markets actually get them wrong. And they're saying the Bitcoin futures curve is in backwardation. And I'm saying, no, it's not. That is completely incorrect. They're actually saying the spot Bitcoin is 3,700 or whatever. And they're actually saying the future price of Bitcoin, say in December 2021, is less than the spot. So in other words, say the spot's at 37,000 and they're saying the future price is 3,600 thus backwardation, thus the market expects Bitcoin in the future to be lower. But when I checked out the futures curve today, that is not correct. There, th this article is completely wrong. It is not in backwardation. It's in contango, okay? Contango, where the spot price is, is less than the futures price. I hope that's clear to everyone. And if it's in a positive situation, it's a positive curve going up. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> got a bit of a cough today, too much smoking. If it's in a positive curve, right, spot 37,000 and the forward Bitcoin is at 40,000, that is contango, okay, not contagion, contango rather than backwardation. So this is completely wrong what they say. But in saying that, if we did see a negative, 
a negative, for the forward price to be lower than the spot, then yes, that is an indication that the forward market is bearish Bitcoin, okay? And I always look at that as well. And that's another reason how I know when markets are coming down or when markets are going up. And this is the sort of education you'll learn, people, because seriously, this is professional market manager, trader stuff you need to know, okay? There's no doubt about it. Okay, so if if Bitcoin does break around that 40-odd thousand, right, then I do believe it can take out 65,000 again, okay? But we just have to wait for the next couple of trading days, the next week, and we should see something, okay? Now, <coughs> interestingly, in India, there, there's some suggestion they may deem Bitcoin as an asset class, okay? And remember, the Indians were like going to regulate all the crypto. You couldn't do anything. This is going to be very big for Ripple if they do, because Ripple have been in India and Mumbai for a number of years, and that's one market they want to expand into seriously large, because as you know, the Indian population is about 1.2, 1.3 billion compared to the China population of 1.5 billion out of 7.7 billion. And they, the, re, the Indians do the largest remittance market in the world, right? So this is a huge market for Ripple, and they've been there for a long time. And if this goes through, it's going to be great for Ripple, right? That's for sure, providing they don't follow the SEC's lead on XRP being a security. And I'll tell you a bit more about that too, because fair income, the SEC are just hopeless. Let's put it this way. Government time is completely different to market time, financial markets time, third income. You know, we want to get things done quickly within six months where the government will take three or four or five years. And by that time, the market's changed again. They're always going to be behind the eight ball, right? Always. So very interesting. But, you know, keep an eye out for that fair income. It's a very interesting story. Now, Tesla's been accused of selling some of their Bitcoin. And Elon Musk, the most ego man you've got to consider, seriously, who pays no tax, just like Buffett who pays no tax, just like, you know, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, who's billionaire times over, who doesn't pay tax. But they can, you know, they can afford 40 million bucks to go to space, you know, just some egotistical thing to do, right? Forget about the poverty in the world. I'm just one big Jeff Bezos ego and I'll take my brother you know, to space, you know, because I've got all this money and, you know, and, you know, and, you know, I worry about when people go to the toilet that are working for me, you know, I time them. I mean, that's just, as far as I'm concerned, that is just absolutely outrageous, you know, and I don't mind being controversial about it because it just shows me, you know, in this world now, you know, the employers have all the power and that's bullshit and it shouldn't be that way. And that's why I love cryptocurrency, because it be, brings meritocracy to everyone, right? Anyone, what I mean by that is anyone can, you know, change their lives with crypto, right? Whether you start with 10 bucks, whether you start with 50, whether you start with 200. I mean, the beauty of crypto, right, is you can do something under 200 bucks or $10, whereas even in the equity market, say in Australia, for example, you need a minimum of $500 to buy it. An equity parcel, right? You can't trade under that, right? If you, you know, go to Com Comsec, which is the biggest equity house in Aussie, right, for retail. 
So, you know, the crypto market brings meritocracy, you know, and governments, the way I see it, existing governments have supported this structure of billionaires and billionaires and trillionaires globally all over the world not paying tax when the worker that owns, you know, earns 35 or 40 grand a year has to pay 10,000 in tax. I mean, it's a, to me, it's just a crime against humanity. I, I honestly, and I think people should be writing about that, feeding and when there's so much poverty in this world. It just makes me cross, I have to say. Now, there's a lot of stuff in the paper about, uh, not paper, but in my resources and what I look at, you know, looking at technical analysis and looking at XRP and saying, you know, and this was FX Street, I know they're FX, but they also look at technical analysis, saying the XRP to get to 550. Well, I'm not sure about that, but I need to have a good look at that to see what they're looking at, because 550 is a big call. I mean, I think XRP, as you know, should be worth, you know, triple digits, right, or, or four digits, right, because it's a, a genius of a story. But, you know, it's just interesting how there's some circulating things out there that are very bullish on XRP and they see it breaking out, you know, to top side. Now, BlockFi uh, wants to raise money in the equity markets and apparently the equity market's given them a $5 billion valuation because it wants to obviously expand in crypto, right? So they've launched BlockFi Prime for institutional investors. So they're going to go big time into the, into the crypto market. Also, we see crypto, uh, the wallet Ledger, Ledger S, Nano S, They've raised money in the market, $380 million. Apparently, the equity market's giving them a valuation of $1.5 billion. And the thing is, they want to expand. Now, don't forget the equity market is giving incredibly high valuations for crypto assets, right, and crypto businesses. Yet crypto itself is cheap, right? There's something wrong here. Either the equity market is right and the crypto market is wrong, or the crypto market is uh, right and the equity market is wrong. Now, I expect that it's the equity market that is correct and the crypto market is wrong. We are, you know, the market is, crypto market is valuing crypto way too cheap. It is so cheap. And the reason why is the equity market looks at forward cash flow, right? And then discounts all that back to determine the price of a share. And that's exactly what we should be doing with specific crypto like XRP. It has cash flows out to perpetuity. It has business. It has model. It has clients. It's making a lot of income. Net cash flow, right? So there's a big difference between the way the equity market would value Ripple stock when it goes to the market and where they would value its share, just like Coinbase, okay? And where they'd value their uh, uh, their crypto, okay? And you see that with Binance too. If Binance went to the NASDAQ, Binance is stock, right? You saw Coinbase when at least it was 8.30 US, right? It's down at 2.30 US. Binance's stock would go over $2,000. It's five times bigger than Coinbase, right? But yet the crypto market for its uh, coin says, oh, you know, Binance is only worth 356 bucks. Something's wrong here, right? Either the crypto market's wrong in its pricing or the equity market is right. 
And I believe the crypto market is wrong in its pricing. I believe Binance should be well over 1200 US per, per unit, okay? It should be higher than Ethereum, which is 2500 and bleeding, right? Ethereum is a dog, right? And Binance should be higher than Ethereum, right? And, you know, this is because if you understand the pricing, how the equity market prices things compared to the crypto, and there's all different pricing tools, okay? All different valuation tools. There's many and many in financial markets. That's why you need the education people. I've got a course for that. It's very in-depth, but there's many different pricing models, valuation models for pricing different assets, okay? Now, <clears throat> I mentioned this yesterday. Interactive brokers, they're going to offer, they're going to expand their services, right? You know, they're a traditional broker with equities and stuff, right? But they can see the action out there. You know, Robin Hood's making a fortune, right? For Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reality is making a fortune. You know, everyone seems to be making a lot of money in crypto, even PayPal, for heaven's sakes. So these guys have decided we're going to go into crypto. Now, these guys have 133 million clients and 330 billion in, in, in assets under management, right? And they're currently letting people trade Bitcoin futures, but they want to go into the physical crypto. So that's going to be big demand when that comes in. And they want to do that by summer, the American summer. When I don't know when that is, the American summer. Our summer, you know, is basically, you know, November, December. Um, also, Robin Hood, Robin Hood is expanding and they're going to do an IPO on the stock market in the NASDAQ, right? And they're, they, you know, they see their competitors being Coinbase and they're slamming Coinbase. And, you know, a haste now ad, so was Fidelity, right? Who's also in direct competition with Coinbase. Now, um, very, very interesting this. Seriously, it's going to be very competitive in this crypto market. Now, Fetch which is an artificial intelligence uh, crypto, which we have traded in. Um, they announced uh, a tie-up and a partnership with IOTA, which I thought was interesting. And I always mention the stuff that we uh, that we sit in or that we uh, that we uh, you know get into. And um, what else? Oh, here we go. This is very interesting. A hundred sixty billion dollar asset manager ending entering crypto markets collaboration with the Nasdaq, and I think this is sensational. Victory Capital, it's a firm, you know, an asset management firm. They want to go into the crypto markets, right? And they set up an exclusive agreement with the NASDAQ and asset manager HDEX 
Um, they want to specialize in investment strategies for crypto as well and launch it to their high net worth and to, to, to private in, to investors, right, in their funds, which I think is big news. Also, <clears throat> another big news story is State Street, right? Now, State Street want to set up, they're setting up a digital unit to, to, to go into crypto. This is huge because I never thought State Street would go into crypto, fair dinkum. I've known State Street for a long time. They were very, very conservative, and I'm a bit shocked that they're actually going to crypto, I have to say. They want to help their clients invest and trade in crypto. Now, State Street, if you don't know them, they're a major bank in the U.S. They're the fifth largest bank in the U.S. They have $3.1 trillion of assets under management. And listen to this, they have $38.8 trillion under custody. I mean, that's huge, man. You know, their repo book must be absolutely huge if they have that many assets, 38.8 trillion under management, because they could repo those assets out, lend them out, and earn income on them, okay? Uh, amazing. Now, this Ripple SEC thing continues to go on, and it, honestly, it's getting ridiculous. The SEC are just nongs. What else can I say? They don't know anything, seriously. The SEC, lo and behold, has applied to increase its deadline, okay? Now, XRP has opposed it, which I don't blame them, for the request of the SEC for their deadline, right? Because, you know, Ripple want to get on with this stuff, right? The SEC has requested it because they're saying, oh, we need an extra two months, right? Because we need to, you know, talk to, you know, Ripple and make sure that we've got all that information. We want Ripple to give us more documents. And we want to talk to these other six people that are, you know, that are, that are, that are trying to sue us, okay? And they said that we're not, we're not ready uh, to finish this up and we need another two-month extension, right? And Ripple basically said, no, that's just a joke, you know? Don't forget Ripple had, this has been going on for two and a half, three years, right, with the SEC. Ripple have already given them 50,000 or more documents, right? You know, and it's just going on and on, right? And Ripple said, no, you know, you've had the documents, you've had, you know, all that time to look at all this stuff. We're not going to give you that time because we feel it's going to prejudice even more, you know, because it's already hurt our client base and the private investors like you and me. And they're just, Ripple's saying, no, I mean, it meets, you know, what's what's the point of it? It's just going to make it even worse, you know, um, you know, the more the more this goes on. And Ripple also said, you know, this litigation itself poses a great threat to Ripple operating in the US, right? And Ripple were talking about getting out of the US because of the lack of clarity, re, no crypto regulation, right? And then the SEC goes out and sues them, you know, for billions of dollars, right? You know, these deadlines were originally set for fact discovery by the 2nd of July and for the expert discovery and announcement on the 16th of August. And fair enough, Ripple is saying, no, we are not going to extend that and agree to you. So that's going to be very interesting, okay, to see where that goes, I tell you, because I agree with Ripple. This thing has been going on for way too long and fair income, you know, 50,000 to 75,000 documents later, two and a half to three years later, and the SEC still hasn't worked it out. Give me a break. Fair income. I mean, honestly, government time, like I said,
things in government work slowly, man, unless they want your money. You know what I'm saying? Give me your money, honey. Give me your money. We'll put up the tax rate straight away for the poor people, but not the rich people, right? Fair income. There should be a revolution. I'm not kidding. Uh, babies in the woods. There should be a revolution. Now, Nexo um, engages. What have we got here? Nexo engages the firm. It's a chart accounting firm called Armino to provide real-time asset attestation and digital assets. Now, very clearly, very simply, why don't they just talk or simple speak here, fair income? They just put this stuff in, this legal jargon, just to make it hard for everyone. Basically, all that means is they've used, they're using this chart accounting firm to basically make sure all their assets they hold in custody are at real-time, real-time uh, mark-to-market, and, you know, their, their valuation is what they, you know, what it's saying in terms of uh, the reporting, right? And, you know, this has been set down by the US uh, Certified Practicing Accountants in the US. It's a proper chart accounting standard, and they've just got to sign it off as an auditor. But, you know, what this means is very good for the end investor because we know they're being audited next, so, and all their accounts are being audited, which is a great story. And that's what every crypto should do. They should have their audit accounts ready for the end investor to look at them, right, before making an investment decision. Okay? Now, what I forgot to do also was go through the market cap and all that. Sorry, guys and girls, I'm a bit tired today. I was up until 4 o'clock yesterday in the morning, and I'm really tired today. And then I had a client meeting at 12.30. Now, the market cap was 1.596 trillion. Volume is 74 bill. It is down a bit, actually, volume. Liquidity <coughs> is 3.943 bill. And Bitcoin dominance is slightly edging up to 43.25. The low on that was about 37% Bitcoin dominance. And I had a target of 35%. Now, I believe it's going to go back to 50, probably. Okay, it has been outperforming Ethereum in this week particularly, okay? So Ethereum's down 2%, Bitcoin's up. Now, Bitcoin, I was looking at that probably about two hours ago. It was up about 4%. So it looks like they're going to sell this market again, which is very, very annoying. Okay, very annoying. If we go to Mazari, right, um, the market's sort of going negative a bit, which is annoying. And if we look at the real volume here, just check out the real volume. This always gives me ideas of what's going on as well. Tether, 27.51 bill. Bitcoin, 13.04 bill. Ethereum, 7.25 bill. So they're buying more Bitcoin. Binance US, 4.8. BNB, 1.74. ADA, 1.37. Eldodge, 1.35. And XRP, 1.225. I have to say, the market hasn't performed very well from this morning. It was a lot of was more up yet this morning and now it's starting to come off maybe it's um you know taken into account some of that cpi because certainly the equity market just went higher and higher and i cannot work it out for the life of me i mean do the equity guys know what this means i mean all i can think of is you know all us old traders were in the market you know in 070809 and we all got out because we we're exhausted you know some of us even killed ourselves and so Maybe there's a new breed of trader that doesn't know anything about fixed interest because the equity market should not be going up. Fair income. This CPI figure today was huge. It was 5% per annum, right? 5%. And that's the manipulated numbers, people. You know, the real numbers would be 25%, 30%. You know, as I said, governments and the ABS and the statisticians manipulated these numbers years ago. 
And the fact that CPI, you know, US CPI was above expectations, expectations of 4.7, and it came out at 5, 5%. That's massive, right? And it's the rate of change, you know, it is absolutely massive. And as I said, we haven't had a CPI figure like this since, you know, August 2008, when CPI was at 5.4, right? The largest increase, feed income. And <clears throat> according to the figures, check them out, uh, average hourly earnings month on month are down 2.8%. You know, if average hourly earnings are down month on month, nearly 3%. If that happens every month, then your hourly rate is going to be down 36% by the end of the year, right? Down 3% by 12 is 36, right? And then you've got supposed inflation on top. You're going to be, you know, you're the working class, poor. 40% of your money is just going in inflation and reduction and everything else, right? It's unbelievable, man. I, I do think, I'm on record for saying I believe the Fed will rate hike next week, and I don't think people are ready for that, right? Keep an eye on Fed futures because I do believe they'll rate hike with a number like that. There are a bunch of idiots say think inflation is temporary. It's not. It's been in the system for 20 years and it's getting worse. But it's just beyond me why the equity market keeps going up. You know, these people just have no idea. Inflation is the worst thing. Stag inflation is the worst thing for the equity market. It's not normal inflation. It is stag inflation, guys and girls, seriously. And yet this equity market keeps going up. I, I've got no reason. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense at all, right? That's for sure. I mean, we're still, you know, in the States, they've still got people looking for jobs, like three three to four million people, right, in, in new jobless claims, right? Um, these figures are just huge, man, huge. I can't believe how quickly these figures are going up. And I, and the Fed, the Fed are just stupid because they think they're controlling inflation. They're not. They're, they're totally removed. If they are not aware that inflation's gone up in 20 years, well, you know what? They're probably not because they're all on a shitload of money, okay, like a fortune, plus their bonuses and everything else. They don't have to pay for anything. So what would they know? I mean, I'm sure Jerome Powell doesn't go down at the street to buy some milk like a normal person does. Fair income, what would they know? They're in their ivory towers. When you're as wealthy as Mr. Trump, you know, honestly, or Mr. Biden, or any of these people, you know, what would they know about what people, what normal people have to experience? Fair income, this is not good. This is not good at all. It is out of control. Fair income. You know, and I even see the US inflation-linked bonds, right, which is supposed to hedge inflation are negative. How can they be negative when inflation's going through the roof? This market is stupid. And all I can say is the Fed, with their manipulation of interest rates, you know, since 08, they've literally destroyed the pricing mechanism and the risk mechanism of all markets, right? Because in the olden days... If they, you know, if the market had seen an inflation print of 5%, they would have sold fixed interest to the hilt. Interest rates would have risen dramatically in the three-year and 10-year bond futures, and the stock market would have sold off. You know, the market is behaving, the equity market, like the Fed is always going to come in, no matter what, right? 
And that is a dangerous story, particularly when we have massive stagflation, huge unemployment, no growth. I don't believe the growth figures at all. Unemployment is through the roof and getting worse. And the cost of living is getting worse. And the disparity between the rich and the poor is getting worse. You know, it's just garbage, seriously. Anyway, guys and girls, on that note, <laughs> I don't want to leave on a bad note because, you know, life's too short. But I'm really tired today. I'm always tired. I'm really sorry. And I'm, I, I whinge a lot. My partner says to me, I'm always whinging about being tired, but it's true. That's the problem when you're a trader. You're always up bloody watching markets. And I find it really hard to get up during the day. And I'm just so tired during the day. And I have about 100 coffees. But you know what? It's a beautiful day in um, in, uh, in Amsterdam today in the, in the Netherlands. And someone was playing Metallica, right? And I love Metallica. You know, the old bands from the 80s. And it was a great song, Nothing Else Matters. Remember Metallica, The Sandman? Metallica's awesome, man. We had so many great bands in our day, people. Feed income, great bands. You know, now, I mean, honestly, some of my favourite bands, Metallica, Nothing Else Matters. You want to hear it? I know, I love it. Just a great song. Oh, no, now we've got the stupid video. The YouTube stupid duda. Here we go. Remember this? Love it. Great song, man. I've got to play you guys some more 80s music, Fedinkum, 80s and 90s. I still love all that music. And you know what? Even the younger kids like it too. Nothing else matters. Great song. Oh, no, there's a crying kid out there. Anyway, guys and girls, I'll leave you with Metallica. So China, you know, three baby policy now, right? Because they realise their population's getting older, right? What do you think that's going to do to the... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Resources of the world, people. Seriously. They've got the largest army in the world, right? They're incredibly nationalistic. You know, it's a risk, a huge risk for this world, honestly. And they're teeing up with Russia, right? And this is what the digital one is about. They want the digital one to be a global reserve currency, right? But they control the ledger. You can see what's going on here. And this is not a conspiracy. I look at facts, 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 facts. You know, the U.S. is in all sorts of problems. If you look at their export figures, they're abysmal. The U.S. is earning earning no income from exports. They're buying in imports everywhere, right? And the Chinese are cutting them off, you know, and whatever trade sanctions the U.S. put on the Chinese, it doesn't matter because they find other markets. The Chinese are buying land in Africa, in the Middle East. They're educating people, right? They're educating people in the Middle East, creating schools, hospitals, everything, right? The same in Africa. They're doing the same thing. What do you think that play is, right? World domination. World domination, and it's here, and the facts are there. If you know what China's doing in Asia, and I do, and if you know what they're doing in Africa, it's friggin' unbelievable and they're in cahoots with the russians who do not like u.s regulation and authority right and we've also got this big picture of digital currency or small countries creating their own digital currency which again will weaken the u.s uh, regulatory framework because it means they all operate outside the u.s swift system They all operate out of the International Monetary Fund or the European Central Bank. And that's the biggest fear of those two uh, uh, departments, right? They will not have the control. You know, the US dollar as a reserve currency is losing that status. And in every 150 years, look at facts again. This is not made up because I've learned all this stuff over 40 years. It's in my head. I'm not even reading this stuff, right? Currency reserve changes. Look at history. Economic history tells you everything. The human condition does not change, right? That's a fact. Anyway, enough of that. It just got me going today because I, you know, saw the Iranian thing and I thought, wow, this is going to blow up again in the Middle East. Fair dinkum, it really is. You know, the Palestinian story, you know, uh, where they lost their land from the Belfort Agreement in 1916. Look it up, people. History. The English had already sold Palestinian, already given it to the, uh, the Zionists, the Jewish, the one of their own um, country, right? You know, in 1916, and it was taken away by the Palestinian people in 1948, right? History. And with that, you're always going to have trouble in the Middle East, seriously, always. When people lose their houses and their land in their own country, that's the issue, Right. Anyway, let's get on to uh, cryptocurrency today. What happened? Uh, market cap 1.577 trill, volume 48.83 bill. Uh, market liquidity 4.49 bill. Bitcoin dominance 46.4. 
Volume's down quite a bit today. Liquidity is good. Bitcoin dominance is just in this range of 45 to 47%. But in saying that, I do believe Bitcoin will be a big outperformer of Ethereum in the next year, okay? If we look at Mazari today, we look at uh, Tether volume is 13.8 bill, Bitcoin 5 bill, Ethereum 4.4 bill, Binance US 2.6 bill, USDC 1.19 bill, XRP 780 mil. Um, if we look at Bitcoin overnight, we, we started around 39,714. The high was about 4380, low was 38,380, and currently we're at uh, 39,040. Now, the exchanges that are holding Bitcoin, they're at their physical lowest levels since 2018. There's been huge amounts of Bitcoin transferred from the exchanges, sitting in people's uh, hard wallets. And we know the whales and the professional investors are looking to accumulate more and more Bitcoin. In that market, in that condition, it can only go up, okay? There's, I have no doubt in my mind. I've gone very bullish. can only go up. If we look at MicroStrategy, they plan to buy more Bitcoin. They said they've got 105085 Bitcoin worth over $2 billion, even though they had an impairment charge for the valuation of Bitcoin of 680 mil. They basically are still buying Bitcoin, okay? Another big story is also don't forget the German uh, super funds can come in and buy cryptocurrency on the 2nd of August. That's going to be huge, guys. We're going to go into a bull, right, for sure. Uh, they can buy 20% of their overall funds, and they reckon it's going to be something like $415 billion that they can invest in cryptocurrency by the 2nd of August. And that's next week, okay? So that's... Watch out for that. It's certainly going to make an effect on markets, that's for sure, because I'm looking to be buying Bitcoin and probably the, the top, you know, 20, 20 coins or so. Uh, so that is going to be huge. Keep an eye out for that. Also, starting in August, Bank de Bacotto, a Colombian first commercial bank, is now allowing customers to send and receive uh, cryptocurrency, okay? Now, I don't know how big this bank is, Chile uh, has a population of about 18 million and their partnership with Binance and Gemini, which is great for Binance. Good news story for Binance, okay? Everything I read today is about the regulators and Binance. The regulators are all like a bunch of bloody sheep, fed income. How does anyone build a business when you've got the regulators on your back constantly, right? For, for allegedly no, regula no regulation yet, right? Just a joke. Just an absolute joke. That's what regulators do, right? Anyway, look, coming back to Bitcoin, there's a, a lot of volume uh, Bitcoin uh, options that expire today, 1.6 billion. Strikes were around 35,000. It was a mixture of more calls than, uh, than puts, so people are in the money on those, which is good. Uh, Robinhood IPO, 38 bucks yesterday. It's trading around $36.11. Uh, the platform apparently made uh, in quarter two, our first quarter, I should say, $331 million, which is a lot. And apparently they have over 20 million users, Robinhood. And uh, since 2013, that uh, client base has gone up by a third, which is massive in the first quarter of 2021. Amazing. Now, for my patrons, uh, my darlings, I sent you out the world's most expensive stamp. And, you know, clearly uh, people use stamps which are basically the best stamps in the world are yielding anything from, you know, 100 to 200% per annum with very low risk collectible stamps, which I buy. It's an alternative asset class. The stamp, stamps are going through the roof. There's, you know, stamps that are very unique. And one of the 
most expensive stamps, stamps in the world is the one cent magenta, right? Agar Anna stamp. And basically, Stanley and Gibson, the big, you know, UK uh, stamp collector, buyer, seller, the biggest in the world, uh, bought this for 12, over 12 million US dollars, right? One of the most expensive stamps in the world. And they're going to tokenize that, right? Like breaking up a block, a big, you know, one land and breaking it into a block of flats. So this stamp's going to be worth more than 12 million by the time Stanley and Gibson tokenize this. It'll be worth at least over 20 mil for one stamp, right? And people should do that because when there's currency controls in places like South Africa, you should, and you can't get your money out, Smart high, net, smart, high net worth people that I, I've known in the past that I've managed money for will get their, put all, they'll sell all their physical assets and buy high valued stamps, right? And it's a way of getting you currency and all your wealth out of a country. It happened in Iran in 1979 with the Shah of Iran. He basically wasn't allowed to take out any wealth that he took it out in high-valued Iranian and other stamps, right, and carried it out in a paperback book. I tell you this, people, because this brings levity so that you know there's other investments out there, and I want you to learn about those, even if you're, you know, a $5 patron, okay? But I don't have $5 patron. My lowest is 10 and you can't get it anymore. So, you know, you've got to think also about alternative assets, right, like gold, like aluminium like platinum like anything right there's other assets out there that are generating just as much return as crypto or more so in some cases like these unique stamps that are one you know one or two or five off and um you know the risk is very very low because there's only five five stamps in the world or something you see what i'm saying there's no supply and huge demand and even today, stamp collecting is one of the largest, uh, you know, collect, people collect stamps all over the world, right? And it's still valid and you can make a lot of money out of stamps. And, <coughs> excuse me, and I love stamps. So, and I collect Australian stamps as well, pre-1900, and I collect Dutch stamps pre-1900. That's my main focus, people. Mint, mainly, mint and mint hinged, Okay. And they're worth a lot of money because there's no supply. Okay, so, but I don't have them on me. They're all in custody. So if anyone wants to rob me, I'm not going to have them. Uh, you know, I'd have to take a hit with a bullet because I don't have access to it. Anyway, Ripple versus the SEC. Uh, Rumours of some settlement, but we know that Ripple don't want it. The lawyers said this thing could go on until the end of the year or maybe January 2022 because we know the SEC can't make a frigging decision, just like the Fed, okay? Uh, you know, so we know that's the story there. Ethereum's going to do their upgrade in six days' time. EIP 1559, I'm not that confident about that, so keep an eye out for that. AVEX and Intel CGX inter, uh, integrate for cross-chain interoperability. Now, don't forget AVEX is a part of Flare Network. AVEX is also creating its own bridge network rather than uh, having to use the Ethereum bridge network, which is great. It makes them more efficient, cheaper, all that story. A great story for AVEX, which we've invested in. Now, Flow is being listed on Binance. Binance is taking an absolute hit from all the regulators everywhere. Fair income, they're all on the same bloody hymn sheet, right? Malaysia tells Binance to shut down in, in 14 days. It's bloody ridiculous. And Binance has had to pull back its derivatives business in Europe, uh, Italy, and uh, Europe, Italy, Netherlands, and Germany. Okay, 
unbelievable what's going on there. And then there's some other case about, you know, money laundering and all this sort of crap. Fair income, these regulators, honestly, I, <laughs> don't even get me there. Don't even, you know. Uh, US presidential meeting, they're focusing on Tether and uh, DM, so they're looking at that. They're looking at regulating stable coins. They should regulate DeFi. They should regulate the whole market. Ukraine Central Bank uh, is now listed, allowed to issue its own decentralized uh, uh, currency, cryptocurrency. Question is what currency? I'm going to be very interested to see what currency they issued this in, whether it's euro or their own currency. Uh, you know, also OKX secures regulatory uh, approval and uh, Malta and the Netherlands to set up their own exchange. MasterCard CEO said we have to be in the crypto space. It's big. We have to be there, right? And I agree with them because if you're not in the crypto space, you're just missing out. This is new technology, amazing technology. People don't even know what it's about and they're just stupid, right? Most people are stupid. They're like sheep. Um, so they're planning to go to the governments for central uh, for, for digital currency and stable coins. They will be in direct competition with XRP. But look, XRP's got the system RippleNet, which, you know, is the best in crypto land, right? SEC investigates PayPal swipe for fees paid to banks behind debit cards, which we know are huge. PayPal's fees are excessive, I have to say. And I'm trying to look at another way to not get money from PayPal because they just charge me a friggin' fortune. And so does, uh, you know, Patreon. The, the platform charges 20% of uh, anything you pay and then paypal pay, uh, charges me something like five to seven percent it's just unbelievable i need crypto seriously it's a joke absolute joke so paypal also intend to introduce digital wallets i want to get bigger chinese uh company called tenant tens I'm, I'm really sorry uh everyone for cutting that off my apologies but if you'd like to support me on my patreon uh to listen to my podcast uh, and get the whole version of it. Um, it'll only cost. Uh, I, in August, I'm going to set up a Patreon for five dollars a month, a US. <clears throat> That's all you're going to pay. It's less than about sixteen cents a day US dollars. If you're in Euro or something else, it's going to be cheaper. Uh, <clears throat> and you'll get all the updates. I generally do it Monday to Friday, uh, every day. So it's about twenty-one podcasts a month. And if something's big is happening on the weekends, I'll do it on the weekends as well. So I'd really appreciate all my listeners, my public listeners, to su support my work. That would be very, very lovely. It takes me about two to four hours to put these together. And it would be much appreciated if you supported my work for $5 a month. Thank you. Oh, hello everyone. It's Susie, Crypto Granny here. The date's the 10th of June, 2021, and it's 17 uh 14 in amsterdam netherlands time 14 past five this afternoon sorry it's a bit late today but oh, i've just been so busy with things and um i wanted to wait for the cpi figure that came out today the us cpi figure it's a huge one and i just obviously wanted to see what the market was doing um as well so very interesting market at the moment i have to say very interesting i mean Funny thing is that the equity markets look so strong, regardless of CPI, uh, you know, com um, consumer price index, which is our ability to purchase goods out of a dollar uh, or out of money that we earn. And money that we earn is actually going down uh, on average about 4% per annum, our wages, for example. But also the cost of living is going up about 20 odd percent, really, in real terms which means we're always going to be about 25% or 30% behind the, the eight ball, right? 
So let's, I will talk about CPI. It's a really big figure that came out. Uh, it was 5% year on year, which is huge. We haven't seen CPI this big since literally 2008, but I'll go back to that. But I just want to come back to the cryptocurrency market. It was a pretty interesting night last night. Uh, the market still looks a bit soggy. It is trying to balance, uh, to, to bounce, but it still looks soggy. Um, you can tell that people are still selling into this market uh, any sort of rally. And it doesn't surprise me because the price action is still under the 200-day moving average for a four-hour price um, a timetable, for four-hour time frame, I should say. So <clears throat> it just makes it very difficult because obviously I'm very bullish when it moves above that level and I can't get too bullish until prices of most of the cryptocurrencies we trade get above that level, okay? So it's just, uh, it makes it very interesting. Bitcoin last night did get up to, from what my charts say, roughly about uh, 38.462, right? It's currently at 37.130.27 Bitcoin. Again, has outperformed uh, Ethereum, which I told you it would, because everyone's basically uh, long Ethereum and they were short Bitcoin. <clears throat> In other words, they were holding Ethereum, but through the derivatives, they were actually short Bitcoin. And it doesn't surprise that last night, there was 400 million shorts that were liquidated on Bitcoin, okay? Which meant people were short and they had to actually buy Bitcoin back as the price went up, as it rallied, okay? And that was, um, there was about 70,000 traders that were actually liquidated last night in Bitcoin. And you can, you can actually see that. And the reason why Ethereum's underperforming is simply because people are holding Ethereum, right? And any weakness in Ethereum, they're going to be weak holders and they will start to sell Ethereum, Ethereum which I, I believe they will. There's no doubt in my mind. So if we look at Bitcoin today, we've got, we've got at the moment 37,100. The next resistance, according to my charts, is 37,573. And then you've got literally 38,363. And, and the big level is 40,000, right? So, you know, that's a huge level. We go to the 200 day moving average. I've got 40932 on that, okay? And that's a big level for this thing to get through. Uh, but there's a lot of levels uh, above that 33, 300-ish, you know, 38851. And then you've got 39448 to about 40,000, right? So, you know, it really needs a big move up to break uh, that 200 day moving average over a four hour time frame, okay? And that's what I'll be watching. Uh, the minute it sustains over that 40 odd thousand, I'll probably come in and buy a bit more crypto. Um, but either way, at the moment, it's sort of in no man's land. It's either got to go down to 25,000 or it's got to trade higher. And so at the moment, I can't really do anything. Uh, it's just in no man's land. If we get a sell off, I'll be buying a little bit more. But if, if it goes higher, I'll be buying a little bit more. But at the moment, it's just, you know, in that middle, nowhere nowhere to go. So now in China, as you know, they've, they've literally got rid of all the miners and they've, you know, got rid of all the exchanges and they're even stopped, stopped people from searching for the exchanges and everything else, right? And, you know, the, the reason why basically they've stopped mining in uh, China is because Bitcoin mining is so... Uh, expensive. It uses all the energy and electricity and they're concerned about financial stability. I mean, the mining of Bitcoin 
can literally cost, you know, for a village, the whole electricity supply of that village, village, which is interesting. Now, interesting enough, El Salvador, as you know, uh, has are now using Bitcoin as a legal tender. And these guys are really smart because what they're going to use is they're going to use the force of natural uh, energy, like the volcanoes, right? So somehow they're going to get the, the volcanoes, which, you know, spit out all that stuff, and they're going to create stuff to, to be able to uh, mine Bitcoin off that. And I think that's seriously, seriously clever. Also, even Mexico now is thinking about what El Salvador has done. And I mentioned yesterday to you, Colombia might be thinking about it and a few other South American com uh, countries. So literally the whole of South Amer America, which has shocking currency, which has been devalued because of bad management of governments, could start using Bitcoin as a legal tender or as a standard like the gold standard, the Bitcoin standard, rather than their own currency, which is just low, 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 and there's literally no value in it, okay? So just keep an eye on that because I think that's very, very interesting story, okay? Now, um, we did have uh, these rates come out today, and I'll talk about the interest rate curve later. Remember, there's an FOMC meeting on uh, June the 15th and 16th, the Fed meets, and I think potentially given today's CPI, they could rate rise, okay? That's my view, and I'm against the market. The market thinks nothing's going to happen, but I think there's a risk the US Fed could rate raise as early as the 15th and 16th, which is uh, next week, is it? Let me have a look. What day is it today? Today's the 10th. So, yeah, I think they could. I mean, that's uh, the 15th and 16th next Tuesday and Wednesday. So you'd hear something after uh, Wednesday. But there's always a chance, okay? Now, there's a report by chain analysis that Americans pocketed $4 billion in profit from Bitcoin last year, which is massive, right? Thinking there's only 130 million people in the world that invest in crypto uh, out of 7.7, $4 billion is a lot. So good on those people that made money. Um, also, the Australian Taxation Officer uh, Office has announced that they will be asking taxpayers that are holding cryptos to review their filled out tax returns to ensure that their declarations are true, okay? <coughs> and if they have any crypto gains or losses, please report them. Now, the Aussie <coughs> tax um, laws are pretty strict. And if the tax department finds out that you're trying to avoid tax or whatever, they'll fine you something like 20% and they will just hound you for the rest of your life. Believe me, it's not worth it. So just, you know, cough it up and give them that information, okay? Because seriously, the tax department will be relentless. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Now, um, <coughs> what else have we got here? Uh, let's have a look here. Great. No, I can't even read my writing today. I, I wrote this so quickly today, I can't even read it. Uh, Matic Polygon integrated uh, has integrated on OKEX Exchange. And this will enable them to do much cheaper transfers of Ethereum ERC-20 coins uh, via the Polygon network. And I think that is super. And again, these guys, as I said, are direct competitors to Ethereum, okay? Just like so many other smart chain uh, platforms, okay? Smart contract platforms. Now, <coughs> JP Morgan says, beware of the bear market uh, in crypto, right? And the reason why they say that is they're talking about 
the, the futures in Bitcoin. Now, I always look at the futures in Bitcoin or the Fed futures or any sort of futures, the positioning of the market and derivatives, right? Now, the thing I want to point out to people is don't always believe what you read, okay? The journos get things wrong. Even the people that write their articles about financial markets actually get them wrong. And they're saying the Bitcoin futures curve is in backwardation. And I'm saying, no, it's not. That is completely incorrect. They're actually saying the spot Bitcoin is 3700 or whatever. And they're actually saying the future price of Bitcoin, say in December 2021, is less than the spot. So in other words, say the spot's at 37000 and they're saying the future price is 3600 thus backwardation, thus the market expects Bitcoin in the future to be lower. But when I checked out the futures curve today, that is not correct. There, th this article is completely wrong. It is not in backwardation. It's in contango, okay? Contango, where the spot price is, is less than the futures price. I hope that's clear to everyone. And if it's in a positive situation, it's a positive curve going up. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> got a bit of a cough today, too much smoking. If it's in a positive curve, right, spot 37,000 and the forward Bitcoin is at 40,000, that is contango, okay, not contagion, contango rather than backwardation. So this is completely wrong what they say. But in saying that, if we did see a negative, a negative for the forward price to be lower than the spot, then yes, that is an indication that the forward market is bearish Bitcoin, okay? And I always look at that as well. And that's another reason how I know when markets are coming down or when markets are going up. And this is the sort of education you'll learn, people, because seriously, this is professional market manager, trader stuff you need to know, okay? There's no doubt about it. Okay, so if if Bitcoin does break around that 40-odd thousand, right, then I do believe it can take out 65,000 again, okay? But we just have to wait for the next couple of trading days, the next week, and we should see something, okay? Now, <coughs> interestingly, in India, there, there's some suggestion they may deem Bitcoin as an asset class, okay? And remember, the Indians were like going to regulate all the crypto, you couldn't do anything. This is going to be very big for Ripple if they do, because Ripple have been in India and Mumbai for a number of years, and that's one market they want to expand into seriously large, because as you know, the Indian population is about 1.2, 1.3 billion compared to the China population of 1.5 billion out of 7.7 billion, and they, the, re, the Indians do the largest remittance market in the world, right? So this is a huge market for Ripple, and they've been there for a long time. And if this goes through, it's going to be great for Ripple, right? That's for sure, providing they don't follow the SEC's lead on XRP being a security. And I'll tell you a bit more about that too, because fair income, the SEC are just hopeless. Let's put it this way. Government time is completely different to market time, financial markets time, fair income. 
You know, we want to get things done quickly within six months where the government will take three or four or five years. And by that time, the market's changed again. They're always going to be behind the eight ball, right? Always. So very interesting. But, you know, keep an eye out for that Fed income. It's a very interesting story. Now, Tesla's been accused of selling some of their Bitcoin. And Elon Musk, the most ego man you've got to consider, seriously, who pays no tax, just like Buffett, who pays no tax, just like, you know, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, who's billionaire times over, who doesn't pay tax. But they can, you know, they can afford 40 million bucks to go to space, you know, just some egotistical thing to do, right? Forget about the poverty in the world. I'm just one big Jeff Bezos ego and I'll take my brother, you know, to space, you know, because I've got all this money. And, you know, and, you know, and, you know, I worry about when people go to the toilet that are working for me, you know, I time them. I mean, that's just, as far as I'm concerned, that is just absolutely outrageous, you know. And I don't mind being controversial about it because it just shows me, you know, in this world now, you know, the employers have all the power and that's bullshit and it shouldn't be that way. And that's why I love cryptocurrency, because it be, brings meritocracy to everyone, right? Anyone, what I mean by that is anyone can, you know, change their lives with crypto, right? Whether you start with 10 bucks, whether you start with 50, whether you start with 200. I mean, the beauty of crypto, right, is you can do something under 200 bucks or $10, whereas even in the equity market, say in Australia, for example, you need a minimum of $500 to buy it. An equity parcel, right? You can't trade under that, right? If you, you know, go to Com Comsec, which is the biggest equity house in Aussie, right, for retail. So, you know, the crypto market brings meritocracy, you know, and governments, the way I see it, existing governments have supported this structure of billionaires and billionaires and trillionaires globally all over the world not paying tax when the worker that owns, you know, earns 35 or 40 grand a year has to pay 10,000 in tax. I mean, it's a, to me, it's just a crime against humanity. I, I honestly, and I think people should be writing about that, fair income, when there's so much poverty in this world. It just makes me cross, I have to say. Now, there's a lot of stuff in the paper about, uh, not paper, but in my resources and what I look at, you know, looking at technical analysis and looking at XRP, and saying, you know, and this was FX Street, I know they're FX, but they also look at technical analysis, saying the XRP to get to 550. Well, I'm not sure about that, but I need to have a good look at that to see what they're looking at, because 550 is a big call. I mean, I think XRP, as you know, should be worth, you know, triple digits, right, or, or four digits, right, because it's a, a genius of a story. But, you know, it's just interesting how there's some circulating things out there that are very bullish on XRP and they see it breaking out, you know, to top side. Now, BlockFi uh, wants to raise money in the equity markets and apparently the equity market's given them a $5 billion valuation because it wants to obviously expand in crypto, right? So they've launched BlockFi Prime for institutional investors. So they're going to go big time into the, into the crypto market. Also, we see crypto, uh, the wallet Ledger, Ledger S, Nano S, They've raised money in the market, $390 million. Apparently, the equity market's giving them a valuation of $1.5 billion. And the thing is, they want to expand. Now, don't forget the equity market is giving incredibly high 
valuations for crypto assets, right? And crypto businesses. Yet crypto itself is cheap, right? There's something wrong here. Either the equity market is right and the crypto market is wrong, or the crypto market is uh, right and the equity market is wrong. Now, I expect that it's the equity market that is correct and the crypto market is wrong. We are, you know, the market is, crypto market is valuing crypto way too cheap. It is so cheap. And the reason why is the equity market looks at forward cash flow, right? And then discounts all that back to determine the price of a share. And that's exactly what we should be doing with specific crypto like XRP. It has cash flows out to perpetuity. It has business. It has model. It has clients. It's making a lot of income. Net cash flow, right? So there's a big difference between the way the equity market would value Ripple stock when it goes to the market and where they would value its share, just like Coinbase, okay? And where they'd value their uh, uh, their crypto, okay? And you see that with Binance too. If Binance went to the NASDAQ, Binance is stock, right? You saw Coinbase when at least it was 8.30 US, right? It's down at 2.30 US. Binance's stock would go over $2,000. It's five times bigger than Coinbase, right? But yet the crypto market for its uh, coin says, oh, you know, Binance is only worth 356 bucks. Something's wrong here, right? Either the crypto market's wrong in its pricing or the equity market is right. And I believe the crypto market is wrong in its pricing. I believe Binance should be well over 1200 US per, per unit, okay? It should be higher than Ethereum, which is 2500 and bleeding, right? Ethereum is a dog, Right? And Bernard should be higher than Ethereum, right? And, you know, this is because if you understand the pricing, how the equity market prices things compared to the crypto. And there's all different pricing tools, okay? All different valuation tools. There's many and many in financial markets. That's why you need the education people. I've got a course for that. It's very in-depth. But there's many different pricing models, valuation models for pricing different assets, okay? Now, <clears throat> I mentioned this yesterday. Interactive brokers, they're going to offer, they're going to expand their services, right? You know, they're a traditional broker with equities and stuff, right? But they can see the action out there, you know? Robin Hood's making a fortune, right? Fidelity's making a fortune. You know, everyone seems to be making a lot of money in crypto, even PayPal, for heaven's sakes. So these guys have decided we're going to go into crypto. Now, these guys have 133 million clients and 330 billion in, in, in assets under management, right? And they're currently letting people trade Bitcoin futures, but they want to go into the physical crypto. So that's going to be big demand when that comes in. And they want to do that by summer, the American summer. When I don't know when that is, the American summer. Our summer, you know, is basically, you know, November, December, um, also, Robin Hood, Robin Hood is expanding, and they're going to do an IPO on the stock market in the Nasdaq, right? And they're, they, you know, they see their competitor as being Coinbase, and they slamming Coinbase, and you know, a haste no ad. So was Fidelity, right? Who's also in direct competition with Coinbase. Now, um, very, very interesting. This seriously, it's going to be very competitive in this crypto market. 
Now, Fetch, which is an artificial intelligence uh, crypto, which we have traded in, um, they announced uh, a tie-up and a partnership with IOTA, which I thought was interesting. And I always mention the stuff that we uh, that we sit in or that we uh, that we uh, you know get into. And um, what else? Oh, here we go. This is very interesting. A hundred and sixty billion dollar asset manager ending entering crypto markets collaboration with the Nasdaq. And I think this is sensational. Victory Capital. It's a firm, you know, an asset management firm. They want to go into the crypto markets, right? And they set up an exclusive agreement with the Nasdaq and asset manager HDEX. Um, they want to specialize in investment strategies for crypto as well and launch it to their high net worth and to, to, to private in, to investors, right, in their funds, which I think is big news. Also, <clears throat> another big news story is State Street, right? Now, State Street want to set up, they're setting up a digital unit to to, to go into crypto. This is huge because I never thought State Street would go into crypto. Fair dinkum. I've known State Street for a long time. They were very, very conservative and I'm a bit shocked that they're actually going to crypto, I have to say. They want to help their clients invest and trade in crypto. Now, State Street, if you don't know them, they're a major bank in the US. They're the fifth largest bank in the US. They have 3.1 trillion dollars of assets under management and listen to this they have 38.8 trillion under custody i mean that's huge man you know their repo book must be absolutely huge if they have that many assets 38.8 trillion under management because they could repo those assets out lend them out and earn income on them okay uh amazing now this Ripple SEC thing continues to go on, and it, honestly, it's getting ridiculous. The SEC are just nongs. What else can I say? They don't know anything, seriously. The SEC, lo and behold, has applied to increase its deadline, okay? Now, XRP has opposed it, which I don't blame them, for the request of the SEC for their deadline, right? Because, you know, Ripple want to get on with this stuff, Right? The SEC has requested it because they're saying, oh, we need an extra two months, right? Because we need to, you know, talk to, you know, Ripple and make sure that we've got all that information. We want Ripple to give us more documents. And we want to talk to these other six people that are, you know, that are, that are, that are trying to sue us, okay? And they said that we're not, we're not ready uh, to finish this up and we need another two-month extension, right? And Ripple basically said, no, that's just a joke, you know. Don't forget Ripple have, this has been going on for two and a half, three years, right, with the SEC. Ripple have already given them 50,000 or more documents, right? You know, and it's just going on and on, right? And Ripple said, no, you know, you've had the documents, you've had, you know, all that time to look at all this stuff. We're not going to give you that time because we feel it's going to prejudice even more, you know, because it's already hurt our client base and the private investors like you and me. And they're just Ripple saying, no, I mean, it meets, you know, what's what's the point of it? It's just going to make it even worse, you know, um, you know, the more the more this goes on. And Ripple also said, you know, this litigation itself poses a great threat to Ripple operating in the US, right? And Ripple were talking about getting out of the US because of the lack of clarity re no crypto regulation, right? And then the SEC goes out and sues them. 
you know, for billions of dollars, right? You know, these deadlines were originally set for fact discovery by the 2nd of July and for the expert discovery and announcement on the 16th of August. And fair enough, Ripple is saying, no, we are not going to extend that and agree to you. So that's going to be very interesting, okay, to see where that goes, I tell you. Because I agree with Ripple. This thing has been going on for way too long. And fair income, you know, 50,000 to 75,000 documents later, two and a half to three years later, and the SEC still hasn't worked it out. Give me a break. Fair income. I mean, honestly, government time, like I said, things in government work slowly, man, unless they want your money. You know what I'm saying? Give me your money, honey. Give me your money. We'll put up the tax rate straight away for the poor people, but not the rich people, right? Fair income. This should be a revolution. I'm not kidding. Uh, babies in the woods. This should be a revolution. Now, Nexo um, engages... What have we got here? Nexo engages the firm. It's a chart accounting firm called Armino to provide real-time asset attestation and digital assets. Now, very clearly, very simply, why don't they just talk or simple speak here, fair dinkum? They just put this stuff in this legal jargon just to make it hard for everyone. Basically, all that means is they've used, they're using this chart accounting firm to basically make sure all their assets they hold in custody are at real time, real time uh, mark to market, and you know their their valuation is what they you know what it's saying in terms of uh, the reporting, right? And you know this has been set down by the U.S. Uh, certified practicing accountants in the U.S. It's a proper chart accounting standard, and they've just got to sign it off as an auditor. But you know what this means is very good for the end investor. Because we know they're being audited next, so and all their accounts are being audited, which is a great story. And that's what every crypto should do. They should have their audit accounts ready for the end investor to look at them, right, before making an investment decision. Okay? Now, what I forgot to do also was go through the market cap and all that. Sorry, guys and girls, I'm a bit tired today. I was up until 4 o'clock yesterday in the morning, and I'm really tired today. And then I had a client meeting at 12.30. Now, the market cap was 1.596 trillion. Volume is 74 bill. It is down a bit, actually, volume. Liquidity <coughs> is 3.943 bill. And Bitcoin dominance is slightly edging up to 43.25. The low on that was about 37% Bitcoin dominance. And I had a target of 35%. Now, I believe it's going to go back to 50, probably. Okay, it has been outperforming Ethereum in this week particularly, okay? So Ethereum's down 2%, Bitcoin's up. Now, Bitcoin, I was looking at that probably about two hours ago. It was up about 4%. So it looks like they're going to sell this market again, which is very, very annoying. Okay, very annoying. If we go to Mazari, right, um, the market's sort of going negative a bit, which is annoying. And if we look at the real volume here... Just check out the real volume. This always gives me ideas of what's going on as well. Tether, 27.51 bill. Bitcoin, 13.04 bill. Ethereum, 7.25 bill. So they're buying more Bitcoin. Binance US, 4.8. BNB, 1.74. ADA, 1.37. LDodge, 1.35. And XRP, 1.225. I have to say, the market hasn't performed very well from this morning. It was a lot of was more up yet this morning and now it's starting to come off maybe it's um you know taken into account some of that cpi because certainly 
the equity market just went higher and higher and I cannot work it out for the life of me. I mean, do the equity guys know what this means? I mean, all I can think of is, you know, all us old traders were in the market, you know, in 07, 08, 09, and we all got out because we were exhausted. You know, some of us even killed ourselves. And so maybe there's a new breed of trader that doesn't know anything about fixed interest because the equity market should not be going up. Fair income. This CPI figure today was huge. It was 5% per annum, right? 5%. And that's the manipulated numbers, people. You know, the real numbers would be 25, 30%. You know, as I said, governments and the ABS and the statisticians manipulated these numbers years ago. And the fact that CPI, you know, US CPI was above expectations, expectations of 47 and it came out at 5, 5%. That's massive, right? And it's the rate of change, you know? It is absolutely massive. And as I said, we haven't had a CPI figure like this since, you know, August 2008 when CPI was at 5.4, right? The largest increase, fair income. And <clears throat> according to the figures, check them out, uh, average hourly earnings month on month are down 2.8%. You know, if average hourly earnings are down month on month, nearly 3%, if that happens every month, then your hourly rate is going to be down 36% by the end of the year, right? Down 3% by 12 is 36, right? And then you've got supposed inflation on top. You're going to be, you know, you're the working class, poor. 40% of your money is just going in inflation and reduction and everything else, Right? It's unbelievable, man. I, I do think, I'm on record for saying I believe the Fed will rate hike next week and I don't think people are ready for that, right? Keep an eye on Fed futures because I do believe they'll rate hike with a number like that. There are a bunch of idiots say think inflation is temporary. It's not. It's been in the system for 20 years and it's getting worse. But it's just beyond me why the equity market keeps going up. You know, these people just have no idea. Inflation is the worst thing. Staginflation is the worst thing for the equity market. It's not normal inflation. It is staginflation, guys and girls, seriously. And yet this equity market keeps going up. I, I've got no reason. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense at all, right? That's for sure. I mean, we're still, you know, in the States, they've still got people looking for jobs like, Three, three to four million people, right, in, in new jobless claims, right? Um, these figures are just huge, man, huge. I can't believe how quickly these figures are going up. And I, and the Fed, the Fed are just stupid because they think they're controlling inflation. They're not. They're, they're totally removed. If they are not aware that inflation's gone up in 20 years, well, you know what, they're probably not because they're all on a shitload of money, okay, like a fortune, plus their bonuses and everything else. They don't have to pay for anything, so what would they know? I mean, I'm sure Jerome Powell doesn't go down at the street to buy some milk like a normal person does. Fair income, what would they know? They're in their ivory towers. When you're as wealthy as Mr. Trump, you know, honestly, or Mr. Biden, or any of these people, you know, what would they know about what people, what normal people have to experience? Fair income. This is not good. This is not good at all. It is out of control, fair income. You know, and I even see the US inflation-linked bonds, right, which is supposed to hedge inflation, a negative, 
How can they be negative when inflation's going through the roof? This market is stupid. And all I can say is the Fed with their manipulation of interest rates, you know, since 08, they've literally destroyed the pricing mechanism and the risk mechanism of all markets, right? Because in the olden days, if they, you know, if the market had seen an inflation print of 5%, they would have sold fixed interest to the hilt. Interest rates would have risen dramatically in the three-year and 10-year bond futures, and the stock market would have sold off. You know, the market is behaving, the equity market, like the Fed is always going to come in, no matter what, right? And that is a dangerous story, particularly when we have massive stagflation, huge unemployment, no growth. I don't believe the growth figures at all. Unemployment is through the roof and getting worse and the cost of living is getting worse and the disparity between the rich and the poor is getting worse. You know, it's just garbage, seriously. Anyway, guys and girls, on that note, <laughs> I don't want to leave on a bad note because, you know, life's too short, but I'm really tired today. I'm always tired. I'm really sorry and I'm, I, I whinge a lot. My partner says to me, I'm always whinging about being tired, but it's true. That's the problem when you're a trader. You're always up bloody watching markets and I find it really hard to get up during the day and I'm just so tired during the day and I have about 100 coffees. But you know what? It's a beautiful day in... Um, in, uh, in Amsterdam today, in the, in the Netherlands, and someone was playing Metallica, right? And I love Metallica, you know, the old bands from the 80s. And it was a great song, Nothing Else Matters. Remember Metallica, The Sandman? Metallica's awesome, man. We had so many great bands in our day, people. Feed income, great bands. You know, now, I mean, honestly... Some of my favourite bands, Metallica, Nothing Else Matters. You want to hear it? I know, I love it. Just a great song. Oh, no, now we've got the stupid video, the YouTube stupid duda. Here we go. Remember this? Love it. Great song, man. I've got to play you guys some more 80s music, feeding from 80s and 90s. I still love all that music. And you know what? Even the younger kids like it too. Nothing else matters. Great song. Oh, no, there's a crying kid out there. Anyway, guys and girls, I'll leave you with Metallica.